welcome back to the Try Time Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Callum. And today is episode 18, Super League Preview Part 2. In today's episode, we're going to look at the Super League table, well, our predictions for it, and find out if your club is closer to being champions or being in the championship. Now, for today, we're going to start at the top of the table and work down, so no doubt you'll want to hear your team's name as early as possible. Anything else to add, or shall we dive into who we think will be champions? I reckon we just get straight into it. We've got 12 positions to get through, so let's start off with the most important one. Number one, what are you saying? Who's winning the dinner plate? Well, I think we're going to have a different winner this year. I think St. Helens are going to lose their crown, and it's going to be their pie-eating neighbours that are going to steal it from them. I have Wigan to top the league. That's interesting, because that is the exact same as me. I also have Wigan to top the league. I think I don't think many people are going to look past Wigan for the like league leaders. I think they're going to have a solid season. Sometimes they've struggled for consistency in league in the past couple of years, but they always seem to like sort of bring it back towards the end, getting playoffs like they always just seem to do. They always do well, you know. Grand final last year, but I guess unlucky not to win it really, or yeah, you know, be a bit more of a shout of it. So. Yeah, I don't think there's much to say about this. One of the strongest squads in the league. Yeah, it's going to be close, but... Yeah, when you're bringing in John Bateman as well, a player of that calibre who's impacted Canberra so much in NRL, bringing him in... Yeah, I that's think, huge. Yeah, I think they're going to be unstoppable at parts this year. Whether I think they'll win the grand final or not, that's a separate sort of thing, but I think league leaders, definitely for Wigan. For me. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't have said much more than that myself, really. So, let's crack on with number two. Who have you got in second? I've gone with, they'll hope it's their year, it is Warrington. Really? Yeah, Warrington in second. I feel like they always seem to be in that playoff sort of picture. And I always seem to tip them to do well in the in the league. Because I was going to say, like did you not have them to win last year? I had them to top the league, but not win the grand final. I, I, I had Saints to win grand final, I had them at top league. They didn't do quite as well as... Sort of hope, but the season one majorly affected, so I feel like last I'm going to say something be... that I said last year to you no Gellin, no party. <laughs> well, last year they had Gellin for parts. Well, yeah, true, but I mean, there was wor- there were worse without him. I just, I think, obviously, it's similar in a way to Wigan that they've had coach there a few years now, implemented their tactics, they've sort of got a group of players, yeah, they're making changes. But neither of these teams making like massive controversial changes. You know, Wigan have only brought two in. Uh, Why you only brought three in, and only two of them are really probably going to start in first team, being Mulhern and English. I feel like they're really sort of moulding a squad that's been together a couple of years that they can really do something. That's why I'm. Shall we get on to my second place? Yeah, go on. Yeah, well, I think they might not defend the league leaders' shield, but I think they're going to be still right in the conversation. I have St Helens in second. Very interesting. Go on, why? I don't think there's much to say on this one either. Very strong squad. I'd say them and Wigan definitely have the best teams on paper. I don't know. I just don't think they're going to quite edge it out over a full season as well as Wigan. I think yeah, it, I they've, got a, they've got a few more additions in that first team. One or two of them don't click straight away. Then they could start to fall a few four, four six points behind Wigan. That's going to be hard to catch, I think, against this Wigan team. Yeah, I see that. I definitely think like St. Helens is a great pick, and 
like when we get on to where I have them, I think the re reason why I have them isn't because I think they've got a worse squad than Warrington. I just think, you know, like I'll get to that when we get to that position. So is that well, let's see whether we have got to that position. Who have you got in third? I have actually got St. Helens, so we are there in we that go. position. So that is basically with St. Helens, and I kind of said it last year, a team that's won the grand final and dominated the league as they did the year before last, I thought would actually drop off in the league and think, we'll get a solid playoff position, you know, second, third, and then we'll just smash it in the grand final. Obviously, they did win the grand final, but they obviously did do better in the league as well. So this year, I think they'll fall off a bit in the league. Not purposefully, but I think it's just sort of thing that happens, like champions fatigue almost. But third, I think they'll def definitely be in the playoff picture. Who have you got third? Well, call it a bit of bias or whatever I have, Leeds in third. Do you explain? Quality half-back pairing. Luke Gale really showed his class again last season. It was To say that he missed an entire year, it was exactly like 2017 Gale again. Yeah. He added that leadership and, more importantly, that ability for someone to kick a blooming drop goal which now we've got golden point is more crucial than ever. Yeah. I mean, you can already say Luke Gale's boot has won Leeds silverware. As much as we all joke, he goes missing in the big games. And to be honest, other than that drop goal, the Challenge Cup final wasn't his best game. But it's that little yeah. something extra that Leeds have lacked. And they looked really strong last season without... I think take out the disruption and the fact that there was at least two games where... I think the average age of that Leeds squad were probably barely out of nappies. Then they were definitely up there. I think the packs got better. Say a Manafani will be a big loss, but to replace him with Tetevano and King, we're not even going to attempt that last name. Yeah. Then for me, that is strength. This is a team that's got better, and I think that will. I don't. I don't know if we're going to quite reach Saints and Wigan over a full season. But, yeah. again, I think they'll be there come the knockout rugby because we know that seems to be where Leeds' special, specialty is. But I don't think they'll be far off in the league either. I'm going third. Yeah, I definitely think what, what you've said is fair for Leeds. I think the squad depth definitely shines through as well in the team. Like They've got them young players, like you're saying, the good young players. So in, in times in the past where... Leeds have had injury crises and just not really had the players there. They've had to bring these young players through probably a bit prematurely, but that's benefiting them now because yeah. they've been there, they've done it now. You know what I mean? So I, I think we've, I, I think they've got a really good crop. Actually, we talk about the old golden generation, and I'm sure there are plenty of clubs up and down the country that are picking out a few stars that they expect to make the grade this year. But. Yeah. I think Leeds more than any have got some really interesting names that probably are not as far from the first team as what the squad numbers suggest. One I'd, I'm going to shout here, I would love to say, I mean I don't wish an injury on any of our players or anything like that obviously, but for whatever the circumstances I would love to see Hanley and Tyndall get a good run out as our wingers. Nothing yeah. against Tom Briscoe but I think that could be quality. Yeah, just that thing, something a bit different. Like I guess it exc it's exciting, isn't it, when you've got new, like young players coming. It reminds, it's, it reminds me of a young Ash Hanley, but with the ability to run through a broken defence like Jack Walker. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Anyway, enough about Leeds' up and coming crop. Should we move on to fourth? Yeah, fourth. Who've you got? Uh, well, I've got your second place pick. I've got Warrington. 
Oh, that's interesting because I've got your third place pick. I've got Leeds, so we've got the same top four. Same yeah, I think I think I think we're fairly safe to say that we think this top four is pretty locked on, mate. Yeah, oh, 100%. I think these are the, probably the four top five locks, if you get what I mean. The other place I think is up for grabs, I think these are four. Yeah, definitely. Are the ones yeah. to watch out for. Yeah, for me, Warrington, they are a little bit ahead of fifth in the rest of the chasing pack, but I just think they're not quite on the same peg as the other three. I think it's going to be tough from this year. Yeah. I think some of the losses, I mean, I know Deck Pattern is not a standout name on the team sheet, but I think that will still be a big loss in terms of the depth, and I think they might struggle to get the same sort of impact out of English that a lot of people are expecting. Yeah, that's a big factor. I think if English hits the ground running, I think they are going to be a team to watch out for. If not, then they may, may struggle, but I guess we just have to wait and see. Though. Yeah, I mean, I touched on this previously, but Warrington's history with big names coming up from the NRL is a bit more checkered than I think a lot of other clubs. Sandown's first season was pretty appalling. I mean, Tyrone Roberts, Bryson Goodwin, neither of them really hit massive strides in Super League. Yeah, there weren't as sort of... There was still a deep... There was solid players, but there wasn't as sort of overly outstanding as expected. Yeah, even the props, Waterhouse, Asatazi, I don't recall them really setting the league on fire in the same no. way that we've seen others do. I mean, Ashton Sims, but I guess that's, that was kind of a different sort of signing, I think, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't, a bit in the sense of Mitch Garber, I don't think he ever came over and you thought straight away, this guy's going to be the star in this team. Yeah, just a solid player, I get what you mean. Yeah, not like when he went to Toronto and arguably was, but... <laughs> Shall we, do you want to add anything more to what I put on Leeds, or are you happy to go into Really fit? similar sort of stuff, I think they've got a good enough squad, good enough young players coming through as well to get top four. I've put them there because I think with Leeds is always sort of the issue of can they get a bit of consistency, can they, they're, obviously you've said, you know, on paper, like Tetevano's a really good sort of could be an improvement on um, Arva, but it's if he hits the ground running as well. There's a lot of factors involved, and with Leeds, I think in recent seasons at times they've struggled to really sort of just get a good consistent season. It could be this year, it might not. We'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. I think now we're going to get into the more interesting picks. So, who have you got in fifth? Fifth place for me, I have got Catalan. Now that's interesting because I also have Super League's favourite immigrants in fifth. Oh, that's it. So we have actually got the same teams in the top five. We've got the same top five. I've both, yeah, both on the Catalan. I think that's interesting. What have you got to say on Catalan? What do you reckon? I think they they were a good team last year. Okay, they played very dirty at times, but they know how to make it work. They're a very physical unit. They've lost a lot of key personnel this year and I think that ultimately is why I think they're a bit of a step away from the top four but same coach same system we know they do well at home and the like I said they were the team to watch last year I mean we can argue all day about whether they should have competed given they didn't do the 15 games and all that but that's all irrelevant now 
Yeah, hopefully we won't have them problems this season. Ah, uh, bloody new up life, and I'll just cancel the season already because that were a farce. Yeah. But yeah, I think they are going to regress from last season, but I don't think they're going to regress enough to fall out of this top five. But I think they will be a bit of a golfing class away from the top four. Yeah, I kind of, I definitely agree with you. I think last season they really impressed me. Last season I thought they were really good to watch. They've lost a few key pieces in there, but I think replacements are there. I think they're still going to have a strong squad, and I've got I've got two words for why I think they've done so well last year and they're doing so well now, and that's Sam Tompkins. Because yes, say say what you want about Sam Tompkins, whether you like him as a person, whether you like him as a player, whatever, that don't matter. He Catalan are getting the best rugby out of him, I think. I think this is the best he has played since before they were moved to New Zealand. Yeah, 100%. And he's been class and that fair play to him, you know. You might not like him as a person or as a player or whatever, but he's been quality. No, I agree that there's... I've never met the guy personally to make my own judgement on him, but from what I hear, there's quite a lot to not like about him, but you can't deny the class there. I do think they are going to miss Remy Casti though. I don't see a natural replacement in the leadership that he provides. Yeah, and as good as that. Tompkins is on the pitch, this might sound like one of the biggest cliches in the book, but can he actually speak to all the French players? How good is their language barrier? Yeah, I get what you mean. I think a lot of the Catalans French players are alright with that because obviously they've played in Super They've got an English I mean, coach, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think that's actually not as much of a problem as people might think it is. Do you know what I mean? But it's I an guess... interesting one to consider. I mean, yeah, I don't oh, yeah, think it, I don't think they'll know all the English turn of phrase like I don't know, pull your finger out your ass or something. The same way as what the Wigan contingent at Catalans will. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I get what you mean. But yeah, I think Catalan solid pick for fifth, and I think they'll have a decent season. To be honest. Yeah. Okay, let's see who misses out then. Sixth place. Uh, I've got Castleford. Oh, for God's sake, we've gone for the same team again. <laughs> Is it this predictable? I think it might be at this point. I guess this makes good content that we've actually both put the same one so we can speak about the actual t the same team at the same time. It does work well. So what do you reckon at Castleford then? Why are they just missing out on top five? To be honest, I don't necessarily think it'll be just missing out. I think they'll be lucky to hold off some of the teams in pursuit for them. I think it does come down to ultimately having a better quality of player throughout the positions 1-17. to Evold is going to, I imagine, be a really good addition for them if he clicks. Yeah, Gareth O'Brien yeah. will, I imagine, only get stronger. Truman's, well, there was comments today, he wants to win silverware and get picked for England, so he's probably playing for a move to a top 14 this season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. See what you mean, like... They've got players with things to prove. They've got players in the prime, you know, Truman Evels, players that have got a lot to give. And I think they've got a really good halfback combination as well. I mean, I know you're not Danny Richardson's biggest fan, but no, I've I said before, I think he is a quality player, and I think that will show again this season. I question Danny Richardson as a signing for Cass, because I think at St. Ellen's, he was good, but I don't think he was as good as people said he was. But I actually think I'm going to give him all the credit that he proved me wrong because he, he proved out to be a quality signing. And I think him and Truman's a really interesting dynamic. And how young them two are as a pairing as well. If they can get this pairing together for five years, 
then you could be, and I know this is a big stretch, you could be looking at your, your classic, you know, your Maguire-Buro combination, that sort of thing. If you can keep that going for so long with how young they are, they There was a comment I made last season that I think I'm going to disagree with myself, but not as much as I probably want to. And I remember saying last year, I think it was on the pod, but it might not be. I would have rather lead signed Danny Richardson than Luke Gale, was what I said last year. Yeah. Do I still agree with that 12 months later? Not necessarily. Gale was better than expected for me. But well, that still does not Richardson. take away from the season that Danny Richardson has, and I still rate him just as highly as I did last year. Yeah, definitely. I think that's going to be a really... It's going to be exciting to watch. You know, a good young halfback pairing... What, I think as well, I mean, I imagine you've gone for the same sort of thing. The teams around them are going to be the likes of Salford, Huddersfield, Hull. Well, we'll have to see, won't we? You know, all these clubs that we've still got to go, you're talking halfback combinations that for me just aren't as good. I don't think Lola Hayer and Brown are on the same level. Yeah, same I guess they've again got with pattern as well. Caesar so and, yeah, that's true. I mean, who is Huddersfield's other halfback off the top of my head? I can't Gaskell. remember. Oh yeah, Gaskell, I mean, lower end Super League for me, but yeah, yeah that's yeah. why Cass are safe. Anything to add or shall we crack on with 7? Yeah, crack on at 7, who have you got? Okay, well, speaking of Brown and Lola Hayer, I have Salford in 7th place. Right, that's interesting, because I have Hull FC, who I think do have a good halfback combination. Oh, thank God we've gone for something different. Yeah, so why Salford then? I think they're a team that are making strong steady progress and at the risk of sounding like Theresa May there they've made two finals in as many years you don't get that without being a good team I think the league looked harsh on Salford last year yeah it made them look a lot worse than they were and I just yeah I think they're a very solid side they do the basics better than most teams in the competition I, get what I don't mean. think there's I much just... more to add really than that. I just yeah. Yeah. When we get on to when I get on to sort of where I've got Salford in the league, I think I'll sort of touch on the points I want to make about Salford and why I don't think they necessarily are in like this position, this seventh place. So obviously I've gone for FC and we talked about half that combinations. I mean you've got Sneed, you know what you're gonna get from Sneed, you've got um obviously Jake Connor there, you know what you're gonna get from Jake Connor, and then they've brought in Reynolds as well. So I think that is strong. And I think we touched very much on last week's pod when we went through the signings on how exciting Hull FC are going to be, despite the fact that they're not, maybe on paper, don't have the strongest looking squad and there's going to be a lot of younger players like Hull FC Academy players playing. But I think that's only a positive. So I think we are going to agree on this for both of our picks. A lot of this is going to depend on how they adapt to the new coaching systems in place. We don't yeah. really know what to expect from either of these guys. Yeah, that's true. But two guys that haven't cut, like proper been the first team coach in Super League, so it could be interesting. Be interesting. Yeah, Definitely. we could have, you know, one or both of these could end up being another David Ferner, and they wind up near the bottom of the league halfway through. We just yeah, don't know at this point. Hard to call so. some of these teams. But yeah, okay, that's interesting. Let's go in. Who have you got in 8th? 8th place for me is Huddersfield. Oh god, we're back to the same picks again. That's fine. It shows that, you know, hopefully we're going to be right then, I guess. But oh, we're both going to look like idiots. 
Yeah, true. Go on, why, Huddersfield why for me is a team that this is a real team of two halves. There's half of it where I think this team should be pushing towards Castleford and Catalan potentially for fifth. And then there's the other half that I think this is barely Super League standard. Yeah. For me, this is a good squad that's just not complete. It's like... It's just... Yeah. For every player like Aidan Caesar that is good enough to hang at the in the, one of those top four clubs and would do a job for any of those, there's a Lee Gaskell, who, no disrespect to Lee Gaskell, but... The days where he could hang in one of those top four clubs were probably over about five years ago. Yeah, I get you. They've lost Ashton Golden as well, which is going to be a big blow. I mean, I know. I know they it's only two injury, got... but. It yeah, but I mean, this is Ashton Golden. Sadly, the lad seems to never do short term injuries. Yeah, that is true. It's a niggly one. I mean, we saw a little bit of what they got from their new signing Ashland Bolt last year and when he was at Salford with Watson and I think he did look he looks pretty good actually there's promising signs there yeah I think Watson but, what what you've mentioned about Watson there I think is important like if Watson can do what he did at Salford in this Huddersfield side which technically on paper you could say has a is a better side than the Salford side then I think you know that's a big claim I don't necessarily agree with that that's a better side than what he had at Salford last year, but we'll, we'll see. see. I think, again, I just think Salford have a team full of a lot more experienced professionals and players that don't necessarily play as exciting of a brand of rugby in the sense of it's a lot more well thought out, planned and intelligent player. Yeah, I agree with you. That, for me, that. is easier to adapt to a new coach than what we've seen in recent years from Huddersfield, which has at times looked very panicky. We saw last year they can absolutely dominate a game for 60 minutes and just completely implode and come away with nothing. We're 25-24 at Headingley when they were 24-6 up or something stupid. Yeah, And they lost that. it. Is Watson going to improve the mental state of this team? I'd like to think so, yes. But will he do that early enough in the season and get this team playing with an identity to show what they can do? I'm not sure. I think the first 10 rounds, if not more, are going to be a real roller coaster for Huddersfield. Yeah, I definitely think they'll be in and around this mid pack. I don't think they'll be worrying about relegation. I think no. Eighth place, I think, is fair for Huddersfield. And I don't think they're really going to be troubling the top five either myself this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, who's in ninth for you? Uh, okay, I'll go first. Uh, in ninth place, I have Hull KR. That's interesting. This is a big claim. Because I also have Hull KR in ninth place. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, so the only... I suppose actually the only difference we've got here is what I said last time. That I actually think Hull KR could beat Hull FC this year. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. For me, this is the strongest Hull KR squad we have seen in a long, long time. Yeah, definitely. But what's more important is they've trimmed off all the championship garbage from this team. And the fact that they had six halfbacks last year and none of them 
really set Super League alight. Yeah. This year, this looks like a much more well thought out team. And I think that's going to prove crucial. There's going to be a clear picture of who should be starting and who shouldn't. And that's going to really help them, I think, have that consistency to go forward and challenge in more games. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. I think they've definitely strengthened. And they've done probably what we said last season they should have done. Got rid of some players that were just sort of squad players that, I mean, yeah, they played, but... You know, they maybe won't set in the league alike. Brought in some real quality. And if all this quality sort of works together, sort of, it all kind of clicks, then I think they should be a solid team. Kind of put them in ninth, and we're saying they should be a solid team and all this good stuff about them. But we're, they're in ninth, so should we be saying bad stuff about them? But no, I think I th they'll be clear of the bottom, sort of. I think the thing is, about a lot of teams in ninth, and you'll see later on probably, there are going to be some teams that we do say bad things about. But this is such a step forward for Hull KR. And if I was a Hull KR fan, I'd be a bit nervous in case things don't click. But I, I, I definitely think there's more of an identity and that the team's going in the right direction. Yeah, you'd, if, as a Hull KR fan, you'd definitely be happy in the business that's being made. Like, you'd be happy at the, yeah, the club seems to be wanting to take a step forward. And I think they finally again learnt the importance of good halfbacks. I mean, we saw with Drinkwater and even years ago Michael Dobson the difference that it made when they lost those guys and replaced them with, say, Jamie Ellis and Ryan Brayley that we had last year through certain games. Yeah. That's where I think you're going to see that quality come in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, last year you go through halfback combinations they had last year. You know, they had. Please do it, we'll be here till like 2am. No, you know, Jamie Ellis, Ryan Briley, um, Abdul, Keys, Mikey Lewis coming through as well. Like they had All them sort of played, they didn't get any consistency there. Hopefully this year they can kind of get a bit of consistency there. Hopefully for them. I mean, ninth place, I think as a Hulk KR fan, you maybe take that. I yeah, guess, I, I would. Yeah, I think I would. Especially, I think we're saying the ninth. Not that they're going to not be in 12th by like two points or something. We think they're going to be probably a decent bit clear of the bottom. For me, anyway, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think I think they'll be I think they'll probably be nearer to the bottom than they will the top. The, but I think they'll just be dead middle, to be honest. I think I the think they'll probably be about four points or so behind this Huddersfield, Salford, Castleford, maybe Catalan battle, which is for fifth and taggers on. But I equally yeah. think they're going to be a two or four points clear than. Well, what I've got left is my bottom three. Yeah, yeah. so let's get on to that bottom three. Who have you got in 10? I've got Lee in 10. Right, this is interesting because there's one team that I've put high up that you have. So you have Salford okay. quite high up. I'm putting them in 10. Basically, the loss of Watson, like I was saying before, I'll touch on this when I got to him. The loss of Watson, I think it's going to be big for him. Yeah, they've signed Patton and that's a really big upgrade in that midfield. Um, midfield Halfback combination. I just think, you know, I just, I don't know if it'll be a case of they'll be fighting relegation, you know, in that relegation battle, but I think, I don't think they're going to trouble top five, and I feel like they're just going to battle a bit with Hull KR, really, in that ninth, tenth spot, for me, anyway, but go on, go on about Lee. Like, when you look at 
what London did a few years ago. They had a squad I think that was worse than what Lee had there. And they also nearly survived. I mean, yes, they had a bit some rub of the greens, but I mean what what team doesn't over the course of the season, particularly at that bottom end? There's normally yeah. one or two games you think you know, you happen to hit one of the big clubs a week before they've got a Challenge Cup final or something stupid. Yeah. They're definitely capable of hanging, I think, with the bottom of this Super League, and I don't necessarily think we're going to go into this team, into this season, sorry, thinking that Lee are going to be the one team that's going to be detached off the bottom and just trying to cling on to some sort of survival hope. I think they're there to compete. Yeah, true. I think they've signed sort of players that have played in Super League before as well. Players that can only really strengthen them, strengthen depth. And you've got to think, like, people might look at Lee's signings and think, well, they haven't really brought in any huge, massive names that everyone knows about. But you've got to I remember, don't think that's Lee, what they needed. No, Lee, have, Lee already had one of, if not the best squad in, um, champion, in the Championship. Maybe Toulouse had a better squad. But last season, obviously, we didn't play the full season, but on paper, their team last season was immense. Really. Well, so... Did they need that much strengthening, as people may I don't think? think so. And I mean, last time Lee were in Super League, if I remember right, they went down through the whole middle eight system. Yeah. I don't think they finished bottom last time, and I think the squad they've got now is better than what they had then. Yeah, they lost in a million pound game, Catalan, didn't they? I think yeah. it would have been different if that hadn't happened. Yeah, exactly. I don't think we'd have had a French team win at Wembley, but... Yeah, well... But yeah, I do think they're, they're definitely not necessarily bottom. Okay, so... So 11th, so this is, I guess... Who have you got in 11th? So I've got Lee in 11th. So I guess right. what I kind of will say for Lee quickly before you say your 11th is, I'm essentially reiterating what you said. I don't think they're going to go down. I think they've brought a good enough squad. I don't think they'll be way clear. I think it's going to be a battle. But I think they're going to do what London couldn't. And they're going to just hang in there stay on and I think it's going to be exciting to watch I think this Lee team is going to be fun to watch so that's all I've got to say on Lee We've well before I reveal who survives and who I think's for the drop why do you think Wakefield will go down I guess oh yeah to be fair I guess we better put it all together why I think Wakefield will go down because they've lost a lot of players that have been there a long time that were such an they might not have been sort of champagne players I mean rough in his day was but they're gonna miss his that day was about five years ago. Yeah, but he's still a good he's still a good player. Like you, they've brought in Lino, who you don't know how good he's gonna be. I feel like they've lost a lot of players that some people might be like, yeah, they've trimmed off a bit of Deadwood and sent them down to the Championship. But them players could be really integral to how Wakefield play. And I guess we just have to wait and see. But I think Wakefield over the last couple of years have just really not got going. And I think this year is gonna be the same. I think gonna go down to be honest and I think it's kind of be a kind of been a thing that people have been seeing for seeing coming for the past few years if you know what I mean it's been coming I think yeah now obviously it's obvious that my final two is between Hull FC and Wakefield a team that like you say in Wakefield we expect to be down here in a Hull FC side that in my opinion will massively underperform I'm actually going to keep in suspense a bit longer and go through both and why I think we'll have difficult seasons before I reveal who's going to come out on top, in my opinion. Yeah, go for it. Like you said, with Wakefield, I do think they have trimmed off a lot of the deadwood, actually. I think the key problem, though, is they've also lost a lot of leadership. And that's what I think. I think the quality of the team's potentially going to get better, 
but without that mental strength are they going to be able to hold on to games we talked about this fragility with Huddersfield I think Wakefield could also suffer with this problem yeah. and like you say who knows what Lino's going to bring to Super League he could be he could be a brilliant halfback that sets everything up for them and gets himself into dream team yeah he could be a Jackson Hastings we don't know yeah or he could just he could be Tim Smith back too yeah, that's that's his ceiling versus his floor, I guess. That was a terrible joke. And at least it's not me that makes the terrible dad puns on this show. And anyway, and on to Hull FC. I actually would argue that they have a very weak squad this year. I think they've lost a lot of key personnel. And again, how good is Reynolds going to actually be? Because this is the problem when I think you invest a lot of your squad in a big new arrival that's never played in this country before. He's had his injury problems, he's had his personal problems since leaving South Sydney and kind of floating around a little bit. And yes, he kind of got a bit of a second wind, but there's a reason that he has not been snapped up by an NRL club, let's be honest. Yeah, I see what I mean, I'm not necessarily saying they'd have been better going for Benji Marshall. I do not think that would have improved their chances in the slightest, actually. But I think both these clubs are heavily reliant on an Australian import that they don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. So, go on. They both have thin squads. It's going to be Brett Hodgson versus Chris Chester, I think, in terms of who actually survives. But for all and for all Chester's experience, I don't think it's going to be enough. I have Wakefield in twelfth to go down and Hull FC to just survive in eleventh. But do you reckon it'll be close? I think it will be quite close. Yeah, I think Hull are going to be bottom for a decent chunk of the season, but I think it'll start to click in that second half, and they might. It's probably going to come down actually to who wins those head-to-heads, in my opinion. If Wakefield can take some big points, especially at the K-Cop, then this could easily flip for me. Yeah, that's fair. I think definitely, looking at our tables, I think a team that you're sort of think saying will underperform is Hull FC. Definitely. And a team that that I'm potentially saying will overperform is, I don't know, maybe Hull FC. I feel like Hull FC are such an unknown entity. I have them quite high. I, I mean, I have Hull FC in seventh place. You have them in... 11 so that's such a big difference that's kind of the biggest difference in ours otherwise it is very similar I mean I think I the think. thing that set Hull FC apart probably 3 or 4 years ago was the pack and I just that's kind of starting to go or the players that have got in just haven't lived up to the hype I mean Manu Mao was fantastic for Parramatta and had a strong opening season but I think the problem is now, I look at that pack and he's largely the only one that particularly stands out. Yeah, I mean, they've got, like, um, Sal and that sort of thing that they signed last season. But again, I don't know if they hit the ground. See, I think he underperformed last season. I expected yeah. more from a player of Leaky South's size. Yeah, well, He I guess we should be making more metres than he did for me. And I think these are the sort of things that... If Hodgson wants to prove me wrong and steer clear of this battle, he's going to have to find those extra five metres 
out of a player. Yeah, we'll have to see. I think Hodgson could hit the ground running as a coach and be amazing. Or it could have almost like, you know, let's say, you know, like beginner's look, that sort of thing. I guess it's not beginner's look. He's not a beginner necessarily, but you know no, what I mean? But like, that new, new manager bump just, where you don't yeah. know how they're going to play exactly, so it's harder to prepare for. Yeah, 100%. That's potentially, but I think that's what I mean. Hull FC are such an unknown entity, and I can't wait to see him play, actually. I just, I, to be honest, I'm really looking forward to the season starting. Yes, really I mean, I think it's going to hinge a lot on Reynolds, who, for me, this is going to be a weird comparison, comparison, but Josh Reynolds is their Randy Chase for me. He could be the magic player that wins Man of Steel and sends Hull essentially as high as fifth, if things really go well. Or yeah. if he's busy playing one style of rugby and the rest of the team ain't got a clue what he's doing, then he could be setting up more tries for the other for their opponents than for his own team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very, very much so. So I think so. Yeah, you guys, you guys can let us know. Do you agree with the tables that we've put? The predictions. Probably not. How have we put your team too low? Have we put your team too high? What have we got wrong? What teams do you think are gonna? surprise people what teams do you think are going to underperform that sort of thing if you haven't already check out last week's pod where we go through all the signings all the outgoings and sort of overview the different changes each team's made and that sort of thing next week we are going to have our individual awards you know who's going to win the man of steel who's sort of a sort of i guess out of the blue sort of that people are thinking of pick for man of steel who's won that we think everyone thinks he's going to win man of steel but we don't think he's we don't think is that sort of thing if anyone wants me to change my predictions before round one and i'm sure you're the same we will consider backhanders we're not we are that we're just like the rfl refs we will take some payment to bump oh. you up the table a bit classic bit of referee slander there from that hey but, come on uh, we've got to get it in preview we're going to talk about it enough this year yeah so yeah and as well a little side note as well our saturday videos last saturday we did the home kits on Super League, we ranked them. This Saturday we're doing the away kit, so make sure um subscribe so you're around for that. And yeah, other than that, anything to add on the end, Matt? Uh, no, just, yeah, I could shout at a few clubs, but let's leave that for now. We'll save that for next time, I think. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. And yeah, see you later. <laughs>